Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Anita J, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. And today is Friday, July 28, 2017. And today we'll be reading from the big book, and we're at page 76. First paragraph beginning, if we can answer, and we're going to read through two paragraphs ending, we have then completed step seven. First paragraph for context only, and we'll focus our comments on the second paragraph. Second paragraph. Today's readers are Tenzin P on the OA 12 Steps, Nancy H, the 12 Traditions of OA, and our readers of the text are Katie G, Rachel NM, and standing by is Lauren N. The reference ID numbers for yesterday, Thursday, July 27th, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 10,211. That's 10211. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, it's 10,213. 10213. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeater eating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to read the OA 12 steps. Tenzin. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin T. calling in from New York. Gratefully recovering compulsive eater. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, compulsive overeating, that our lives had become unmanageable. 
too, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tenzin P. I'll now ask Nancy H. to read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Nanita. Good morning, everyone. Our 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the privilege of doing service, and I pass. Thanks so much, Nancy H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature 
and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we are studying in the big book on page 76, the very first two paragraphs, um, uh, focusing all our comments on the second paragraph. And I've asked Katie G to get us going. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Ms. Anita. May I be heard? Yes, you may. Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic in Boston. If we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one? If we still cling to something which we will not let go, we ask God to help us to be willing. When ready, we say something like this, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now please remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. I'm going to start my timer. Good morning, everyone. KDG recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. I mean, the first thing that um, my sponsor talked to me about is this is the first time um, there is no amen after step three. And it was suggested to me that everything between step three and step seven is a prayer. Because what are we doing? We're in this process of uncovering, discovering, and discarding us to fill up with God, right? And that's what this is about, like this seven-step prayer, which I said this morning, you know, my creator, my author, you made me, my father, what does an author do? You've created my character. Take me. I'm giving you to me. And what's interesting, it doesn't say, take the stuff that got me in trouble at work yesterday, because that's what I wanted to say. I want to say, take the stuff that made my husband mad. Take the stuff that's preventing me from getting me what I want. No, it's saying, take me, good and bad. Why? Because where's the main problem? It's in my mind. So what I think is good may not be good. And what I think is bad may not be bad, right? Because 
When I have a defect of character, it drives me to God on my knees, begging in tears, God, I can't change. Like, I can't change. I need you to soften me. I need you to show me how to pause. You change me, okay? Please remove from me every single defect of character. So what's a defect? It's my faults, my flaws, my imperfections. Again, why? So KDG can be comfortable. No. So I can be useful, right? So I can be useful. And that's what this life is about today, right? Like it's not... It's not like, God, make this stuff easy for me so that I can get what I want and I can be free, right? Like, that's not what is true anymore. What I want is, is so wrong in so many ways. Like, like, my mind thinks that if I get a perfect life, I'll ride off into the sunset. But this is an entire recreation of me, right? And, and grant me strength, God. Grant me strength because it's not going to be easy as I walk through this life as a recovered compulsive overeater, you know, as a woman who, you know, I'm, I can be controlling. I know all of you are shocked, but like when my husband and I talk about this character defect, my scheduling nature allows my husband and I, who is the antithesis of the controller, we actually do stuff today. Stuff is actually on our calendar, but we laugh because if I were a little bit more relaxed and he was a little bit more scheduling we might have one person but right now today god just soften me right i'm just going to close with this like this prayer start saying it if none of this makes sense just start saying it because this is a vibrant prayer that i continue to use each and every day and i pray that god change me each and every day why so i can do his will not mine be done and with that i pass thanks so much katie g all right. Who would like to share? This is Larry. Matt, Larry. Barbara E. Barbara E. Chrissy G. Chrissy G. Lynn S. Tina S. And Tina S. Let's stop. All right, Melissa, we'll add you. Well, we'll stop right there. That's seven people. It's a lot of nice, wonderful recovery here. All right. Uh, good morning, Madam. You're up. Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. Compulsory Eater from New Jersey. Step seven is a really powerful step. I have to be humbly willing to ask my sponsor, my sponsor, excuse me, my higher power to help me remove my defects of character. One of my worst defects I've been suffering from is pride that I've been dealing with. I had a big falling out with a close friend of mine over over me lying to them, and uh, I refused to call this person for months and months, but she wasn't calling me, and, and she wanted me out of the life, and blah, blah, blah. My mind was racing with, with thoughts and resentments and all the wonderful stuff that goes with being a compulsive overeater, and uh, I got home yesterday after locking my, from my uncle, after, after locking myself out, and I was walking home from the library, and I got locked out of the library. I locked, excuse me, I locked out of my room because I left my keys in the room. So I'm sitting there. I was like, you know what, just give her a call and see what happens. So I gave her a call, and it was wonderful. She, she says we had a wonderful conversation, and she's coming to pick me up today so I can spend some time with her uh, out. We're going to go out and, do, and have some fun. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I never thought that would happen, but... Me thinking, oh, she doesn't want to talk to me, you know, my ego. Me thinking she doesn't want to talk to me. When she called me, like, over a month ago, when I left my, when I left my name for outreach call, 
and she gave me a phone, she gave me a call, you know, so she was listening to the meeting. So I'm grateful just for today I can let that sin of that 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 catch of the pride go and realize I'm not the center of the universe as I thought I was. And with that I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks very much, madam. Larry Kay followed by Barbara E. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. This is Harlan G. from Sweden. Wait a minute. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, I wish. I wish I was Harlan some days, yeah, right? Yeah, where is he? Okay. No, know. no, no. This is like, <laughs> uh, This is business. This is straight business, folks. No no fun here. Um, this is Larry K. Compulsive Reader oh, from Chicago. Can you hear me? Okay. No, I can. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Um, okay, so... You know, you may notice that the seven-step prayer is its somewhat similar to the third-step prayer or that affirmative declaration in that they kind of ask the same things. But what I would suggest to you is that one of the main differences is the specificity of what's being asked. The seven-step prayer is far more specific, and, and, and it would have to be uh, in, in that when we're in the third step, we're, we're still in the preparation phase of the deal here of the process. Therefore, we haven't begun to change. So when I say the third step, affirmative declaration, God, I offer myself to thee, you know, what, what am I offering? I mean, honestly, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the heck I'm offering. I have, I have no idea what I'm giving. It's sort of nebulous uh, at that point. Very powerful, but kind of vague, right? Now we come to the seventh step, which Katie read, and, and you've done a proper fourth step, searching and fearless. You've sort of spilled, spilled it all in the fifth step. You've started to understand what is objectionable. You know, we've started to get a, a read on causes and conditions of our failure. Now look how specific this is. I'm now willing that you should have all of me, which means I, which means I wasn't willing before. You actually need to know some stuff to say that, right? I now have a working knowledge of my, my assets and my defects. I now ask that you remove every single defect of character. Again, I, I have to know specifically what, they're, you know, what, what, I'm, what they are if I'm going to ask God to remove them, right? Lastly, it doesn't say that I now wish for you to remove every single defect of character, period. Why? Because that's impossible. That, that's going to be made very evident to me in step 10. It's impossible. Every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and to my fellows. This was never some sort of magical uh, control-alt-delete towards you know, some sort of perfection. <laughs> was, that, was that what I was erroneously thinking? That, 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 what, that, what, the, what this was? No, this, this isn't that at all. I have to be brought into use to the God of my understanding of my fellows. Never rendered perfect. Thank God for this program. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Larry Kay. Barbara E., followed by Chrissy G. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. yes. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for your service today. Just by being on the line, whether you're a listener, a talker, or one of the people who guides our meeting. Step seven for me is a series of surrenders. God, I can't do this without you. Fear is the chief activator of my defects. Uh, 
it shows up in a variety of ways. Escape into reading, dishonesty, vanity, boasting, exaggeration, driving recklessly. This step says I must constantly challenge myself to see which emotion I'm acting from. What are my motives? Am I willing to own and name my feelings? Step seven helps me get through my fears and into action and to ask for God's guidance all through the day. I must develop a willingness to put God into my life. If I follow the principles as laid out in this program, my life will be less stressful. It will also make me feel better about myself and hopefully to get along better at home. Oh, I'm so sorry. Step seven is where I get to peel the onion. Thank you. I pass. Thanks so much, Barbara. Chrissy, followed by Lynette. Hi, Chrissy G. Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Anorexic from New Jersey. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay. I'm I'm excited to talk about this step because my my ideas have changed so much about this prayer and how I can be useful and really how my character defects stood in the way of God using me. And just my whole idea has changed about what my purpose is here on earth. You know, I thought my purpose was to get what I wanted, to make things happen, to create, you know, my best life. And Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that I see by God's grace and through the work and the gathering of the information that I got about myself in steps four, four and five, all that information that I gathered, I'm able to see what worked and what didn't and understand, really understand that there is no perfection and there's no good or bad. There's just, is it, can God use it? Is it useful? Or is it standing in the way of my usefulness? Because there are things about myself that God uses for good all the time when I let him. Um, for example, my persistence. You know, my persistence when I, when I was using it for my will was very destructive. And it stepped, I stepped on the toes of a lot of people. My persistence in, in God's hands becomes a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't give up on sponsees very easily. And, you know, that, that's come in handy for God, you know, I hope, I'm hoping. And, and another thing I wanted to say about perfection is the fact that there is such thing as perfection in, in my mind, the way I understand God is my father, my higher power is God, the father, the creator, and we're all his children. And I'm, there's nobody like me and I'm, I can be perfectly me. And God can use me on any given day. He could use one of my defects and use it for good. And and I'm just um, putty in his hands, clay in his hands. He's the potter and I'm, you know, just being molded. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Chrissy G. Lynn S. followed by Tina S. Go ahead. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. It amazes me how program steps up to meet us where we are. My uh, beloved aunt passed away on Tuesday, and the funeral is today. And I've been sitting here, and my mind is just going a mile a minute, and it's not going anywhere good. 
and somebody did this and somebody else did that and somebody's not coming and how dare they and and it, then it goes to me and what I could have done for my aunt and what I didn't do for my aunt and then just to hear this particular prayer right now where my head is at where all these character defects of mine are, are just sort of starting to take over and to have God, have somebody who happens to be a dear friend of mine even be reading this particular prayer to me on the phone line. And it just, I can't tell you how it just comforted me and I thought that's exactly what I need right now. I need God to remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to him and my fellows and to give me the strength because it's my character defects that are driving me right now into a place where I don't want to be. I am always so amazed how program and God meets me exactly where I am and gives me what I need. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Lynn S. Tina, followed by Melissa. Thanks, Anita, for your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, heard some really great stuff this morning. And, you know, I, too, uh, you know, love that I have to be in a place of uh, humbleness to really understand this prayer, you know, to be met where I am. And, you know, my definition that I love today of humility is to be okay with who I am, where I am, and so that, you know, I am willing. You know, there's six steps before this one, and I'm so grateful for that because I can't just ask God to remove my defects or I'd be running the show, and this is God's work. You know, I just become willing. That's my job, and to act as if. And and I loved it. And it was shared by everybody, you know, and it's not so that I get what I want, so that things happen the way that I want them to. You know, it it, it is that, you know, he removed from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and, and my fellows. You know, and then God grants me strength to go out from here, right where I'm at, you know, to do his bidding. You know, and, and it's a pretty quick step here, but it's it's one that I have to do daily. And, you know, and I also said this prayer this morning, you know, and, and you know, and I know that, you know, I can't do God's job. I let God do God's job, God's job, and I do mine. I suit up and I show up, and I am willing to be of service today, however that looks. You know, I used to have a picture of how it would look, however it looks today. You know, and I'm grateful one day at a time that I don't have to be alone, that I'm not on my own, that God's the the creator and he and I am his child and and then I have an opportunity to do what I did yesterday today and um and with that I'll pass thanks much thanks very much Tina uh Melissa C good morning hi good morning Anita can I be heard yes thank you hi thank you good morning it's Melissa C recovered Compulsive overeater in New York. I'm just going to start my timer. Um, you know, step seven is where I ask to be changed, you know, and um, I, I've been, you know, I've had my own, like, wishing to be changed, and this is very different, you know. I, I originally came to OA, um, you know, I'm sure like like many people here, because I was fat and I was miserable and I could not put the food down and it it was um a problem that was getting greater and greater and greater and my misery 
was, um, you know, also increasing. And, you know, so my earliest prayers, like my lifelong demands, in a sense, were, God, remove my fat, you know, get me thin. And, um, and I had like a fantasy, like, a like there was wishing involved with no action. And, um, and so step seven, um, is where I asked to be changed. No, I'm not, I'm not saying God make me thin. Um, you know, it's God, um, make me the best form of me possible so that I, I can do something for other people so that I, I'm useful, so that I have something great to give, you know, something beneficial. And I have a partnership in that, you know, just like I had a partnership in, um, you know, having the food obsession removed, um, it meant that I have to, you know, food-wise, it meant I had to do certain things. I had to, I have to go food shopping. I have to buy the right foods. I have to, I have to prepare the right foods. I have to um, not put certain things in my body, you know, and, and it's the same thing with my defects. I have to um, make myself ready to live this way. I have to stop engaging um, in certain behaviors um, if I really want that aspect of my personality removed. So if, you know, for example, um, gossiping is a big problem for me and and something that I ask God to help me remove, it's a defect, um, it means I can't call up a specific person when I'm really angry at someone else that I know that they're angry at. You know, I've got to keep away from doing certain behaviors. And I love the fact that um, it's it's God removes them. It's not I remove them because I don't always know what's useful and what's no longer useful. And um, so sometimes a defect, um, like, for example, people-pleasing, you know, or being a, a workaholic has been um, something that's been problematic for me, but it was still useful. Something at work perhaps needed to get done. God felt, I believe, it needed to get done. And so it wasn't removed as much as I wanted it. I'm just open and willing to God to change me, and I'm partnering. partnering. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Perfect. Thanks, Melissa. All right. Who next wants to share? Larry Kay. Janice Larry M. K. All right, Harlanish. Laura S. <laughs> Janice Laura, M. Laura S. Janice M. Vasa O. And Vasa. One more or not? Sarah W. Who is that? Sarah W. Oh, Sarah. Sorry. Any anyone else? Or well, let's go. Let's go with um, Harlan slash you know who Laura, <laughs> Janice, Vasa, and Sarah. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. Thank you to Team Friday for making this fantastic meeting possible. I'm Larry K slash Harlan G in sweltering Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm headed for Oceanside, California this weekend. So it's going to be much cooler. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm crazy today, I think, too. This paragraph is pure Oxford group. This paragraph speaks to the essence of the Oxford group movement. I'm 
struck in this paragraph by what it does not say. Here's what it does not say. It does not say, my creator, I'm now willing to do anything you want me to do so I can get my way. My creator, I'm willing to do a little here and a little there, but I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Uh Uh-uh. I came in here because my friends dragged me in here. I stayed here because of complete selfishness. I stayed here because of complete self. I wanted to look better. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to get a girlfriend. I wanted to I, I, I all all over the place. And all I kept doing was driving the stock and Fannie Mae candy through the ceiling by consuming chocolate turtles at a still record rate. When I started serving God to the best of my ability, all sorts of remarkable things followed. I had a new employer. And being all-powerful, he provided what I needed if, if I kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, I became less and less interested in myself, my little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what I could contribute to life as I felt new power flow in, we, as, <clears throat> excuse me, as I enjoyed peace of mind and we discovered we could face, I could face life successfully as I became conscious of his presence. I began to lose my fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter, and I was reborn. That's page 63 with some words changed. I came in here for me. I found out I had to come in here for God. And when I served God to the best of my ability, at whatever level I was capable at that time, I found that I didn't eat chocolate turtles and I didn't eat Kit Kat bars and Oreo cookies, and beyond not eating them, I didn't want to. So I could abstain from them, and I could do so happily. That's the secret here. I looked for my fellow man. I couldn't find him. I looked for myself. I couldn't find me. I looked for God and found all three. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Harlan. Uh, Laura S. followed by Janice M. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, Good morning. All my condolences to a family member who lost um, some very, very close person in her life. And uh, I just wanted to say a story about... uh, my dad, who committed a suicide last uh, October in another country in Europe, of course, I was under a lot of shock. I had the um, uh, jet lag when I arrived, and I had to deal with all that and all the family um, members who were not going along together. And uh, it was extremely hard, but uh, I did it for my my father and for my God and for myself. And uh, yeah, it's really hard to go through that. I'm sorry that it sucks. But uh, I remained abstinent. Uh, I, I committed to remain abstinent despite all, everybody and everything and the situation. And uh, with God, I won. Um, 
So my 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 problem today is uh, very top on the money because uh, it it concerns that uh, particular uh, prayer, and I'm in the middle of step uh, six and seven, and uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with. Uh, I'm re- just holding on the uh, skin of my teeth, and uh, um, it's so hard for me to. Uh, you know, I've got that that image of an old, very, very rooted tree inside of me with all the roots, and uh, they have to be killed, and uh, they have to live like my body and soul. But it's so hard, and it's so painful. I, 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 can I stand up without them in my soul and my body? Is it so painful to have them removed, dissolved? What? How? How? What's the? I don't have a thought to uh, to do that myself, and I have to rely on God. And for a couple of, uh, or three or four days ago now, I'm in a mood. Uh, uh, I'm resisting so much that all the defects of character I have detected in me during four and five uh, are popping up like Jack out of the box, and uh, they are. Confronting me and dancing an evil, uh, evil uh, dance in front of me, and I, I don't know. I, I'm just like it. It looks crazy to describe this like that. I'm very I, I good at visualizing. I'm not. Uh, it's not. I. Uh, but it's like, what am I going to do with that? Without that tree and uh, the self, de- the, the defense mechanisms that. I used in the past and were so useful for my survival, to my survival and to me. And now we are told you don't need that again. It's not an asset. It's a liability. Who am I? You know. And for two days, mm-hmm. as a coincidence, as a matter of fact, and I'm finished in a, in a second. Uh, I don't control my food. I mean, I'm not eating the bad things, but I'm eating too much and I don't have food plans. So there's no coincidence. And uh, if you can pray for me for my uh, abstinence, that would really appreciate. And again, my condolence. And um, it's a family matter here. Thank you. But I have a great day and thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Laura F. Janice M. Followed by Vasa O. Good morning. Well, good morning, Jan. I was going to say good morning, Janice M. <laughs> no, I'm don't. Janice M. No, don't. <laughs> well, I'm proud to if they call me Anita J. All right, my name is Janice M., and I am from the same state of Massachusetts, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Well, you know, a lot of my ideas have changed in the decades that I've been into this program, especially with this step. I see more things and more things and more things. First of all, it says my creator, which is wonderful. You don't have to believe, you know, you don't have to say it's a non-religious type thing. It's any higher power that you understand, okay? And that's a good thing. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me. Well, I used to say, because I had so much pride and no humility, which means I gave all the credit, not all the credit, the good, the things that I did good, I gave to me. The things that were bad, it was somebody else's fault. So now it says, give all of me, good and bad. 
And I couldn't understand. Oh, I didn't put my timer on. I hope you did. I got it. I good, got good. It. Thank you. Um, good and bad. I thought, well, why would I ask God to remove my good things? Well, there I go again. My pride, my self-centeredness, the world revolves around me. I admit that I'm powerless, but yet I'm saying, oh, no, I know that this is good about me. So, therefore, I'm just going to talk about my all my defects. All my defects. Well, all of me means good and bad. So now it's the surrender. It's the submissiveness that God knows what to take and what to change. Not me, because my mind is limited. I'm very limited in my mind. He will return the good. So that's a real humbling feeling that is new, (laughs) fairly new anyway. I used to say, no, I'm just going to give him my defects and all that. No, I'm going to give all of me. Let him decide. Let my higher power, whom I choose to call God, decide what is good and what is bad. No, but it was always me. You know, I don't decide which defects get removed or the order in which the defects get removed, or the time frame. (laughs) It's up to God. If I'm truly humble, I have to give credit to my higher power, God. It's not my success. This recovery is a gift. I didn't do it. I did the work, but I didn't give myself recovery. So it's it's quite a, you know, I'm not the judge what is good or what is bad in myself or in other people. You know, places or situations. I need God to ask to give me humility to help me decide. He will decide. And then I just humbly ask and leave the results to him. Nope, doesn't come. Hmm. I'm going to pass now. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect three minutes. Vasa, followed by Sarah W. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Anita, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts, and this is step seven. And uh, again, I surrendered to God with the food, and uh, I got the help and the strength to be abstinent, and I started trusting and relying on God gradually for my character defects. And again, I really did not know much about the character defects. I started identifying with people when I would go to step meetings, what they were. And that's what blocked me. And, you know, yeah, the, the putting the food down was a big unblock because, see, I'm stuffing myself and blocking myself from looking my character defects and the assets also. So I was abstinent, and then uh, I started looking in the fourth step, you know, at the resentments, the dishonesty with once with myself, criticism, uh, self-pity, jealousy, intolerance, fear, uh, hate, envy, false pride. I mean, I can go on and on. Negative thinking, suspicious, selfishness, um, prone to gossip. I mean, it wasn't just one character defect. I, I, it's discovering and uncovering. And I was saying, oh, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. But I get, I, you know, it's, 
they've served me for whatever the reason, you know. They kept me alive, even if I was miserable. So when I came to step seven, it says here to uh, um, my creator, I mean, I would be willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. And I just, you know, that was it. I said, you know, I rely, I trust on you. You are my director, and you show me here what should I keep, what should I not keep, you know. And uh, and that's what I did, you know, and I started depending on God, um, not on myself or not on other people to to remove my character defects. And I... I, you know, I remember coming, coming before I came to the program and lying in bed and I'm saying, God, you know, I, I thought I needed to change myself. I did not know how to change myself. And I'm so glad I was brought in the 12 steps. I mean, here, everything is written here. We just have to follow the directions. So, yeah, there were a couple one. I think I, the last one was really to go with the love addiction. It caused me so much pain and so suffering. And that was the last one. I said, okay, God, I cried. I, I you know, I, 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 I cried. I grieved. It was a big grief, big loss mm-hmm. there. I'll wrap it up. And that was the last one to go. And, of course, other things creep up, you know. But, you know, most of the big ones are gone. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Fasa. Good morning, Sarah W. Good morning, Anita J. It's good to hear you on the line. Sarah W., very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah. Um, So the thing that comes to me when reading this, as far as my own experience with the sixth and seventh step, is that this is an ongoing process, that um, I'm constantly in the steps, one or another, and that um, they have built on each other. But I have to have trust. Um, And that really, uh, for most of us, has been a very huge um, difficulty because uh, many of us have come from very um, difficult, uh, dysfunctional families, and the trust was broken. Um, And what I realized through working the steps is that not only was the trust broken by other people, but I broke people's trust too. Uh, But today I live differently. And how can I, um, imperfectly, because I I do believe that none of us does any of this perfectly. Um, uh, None of us sit on the hilltop and never have issues still. Uh, But how can I come to a place where I um, humble myself and say, you know, um, kind of like the I give, I give, you know, I'm done. Um, this isn't working for me, but I leave the outcome in your hands. I think that's the key because I can ask God to remove my defects, but I don't know which ones will be removed. I don't know when it will be removed. I do have to take action, and I, um, for me, the action means living in the opposite to the best of my ability that that is my prayer, that to the best of my ability, that I don't hurt anybody, that I can um, be humble enough to realize where all of the good in my life has come from, 
and that I can uh, really go out and be a loving, kind, gentle person um, imperfectly. Uh, I think once we get into perfection, there's a lot of disease there uh, for me. Um, I cannot say that I will ever be perfect, and I have to forgive myself when I'm not. And it's kind of like the more I practice better behaviors, the more I feel like uh, it gets easier, whether it be with my food, whether it be with my uh, behaviors in life, uh, how I react to my family especially. And that's the last thing I want to say. The hardest place to work up the program is in the home, and that is the most important place. It is the most important place. These people have lived with us, and we have done a lot of damage. So that's my prayer today, that I can come and live in this, in this way, live in the steps, and offer mm-hmm. my family the best of myself. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sarah. Two or three more, please. Monica T. Monica. Leah M. Leah M. All right, let's go with Monica and Leah. Good morning, Monica T. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater presently in Vermont. So here we are at step seven, and the principle is humility, uh, being humble, being aware of one's shortcomings. So I've come away here with my cleaning house steps four through here seven and a lot has been revealed to me and now um, I have you know I've been shown uh, lots of character defects uh, especially in the self-seeking area of my turnarounds you know what did I do and I've learned that I have a responsibility for my behaviors granted I am powerless over the fact that I have these main character defects of dishonesty selfishness fear and there's always one I forget but I do have a responsibility for my behaviors and I've seen this so now I'm coming to God with this prayer my creator I am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding amen and I was told that with this amen amen means it's a declaration of affirmation or so be it. So with this amen at the end of this seven-step prayer, I, I feel like I am signing a contract with my higher power, a mutually beneficial contract. I'm going to take responsibility for my behaviors, and he's going to give me the power I don't have. Wow. How amazing, you know? And when I say this prayer, which I do every morning, um, you know, it's like, okay, what would you like me to do today? You know, how can I be a help today? And it's such a powerful, powerful thing, you know? Um, Well, I've run out of words to say, so I'll stop with that. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Monica. Leah M., good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, Anita. 
um, yeah, when I, you know, study this prayer, say this prayer, reflect on that initial time period um, of pressing into this step for the first time in my recovery process, it was very um, humbling, you know, because, um, <laughs> you know, this had been a self-imposed crisis. Uh, the pain of my former way of life had caught up with me. And, you know, it was like I was lying wounded with a self-inflicted injury um, of self-will run riot. And when I got to this place, I recognized more than ever before that most of my life had been devoted to fulfilling my own self-centered desires, wishes, specifications, things I thought would fulfill me, satisfy me, things that I thought you expected of me, <laughs> um, et cetera. And, of course, having gone through the fourth step, that was all down on paper in black and white and brought to life through the text and brought to life um, by someone who had gone through the same process and who, um, you know, who sat there as a recovered person. Um, so it was just, a, you know, I just look at it as throwing myself at God, because as long as I placed self-reliance first, then genuine reliance on God was going to be out of the question. So my my responsibility at this point, because I did have and do have a responsibility in my recovery, my job was to respond to God's leadership in my spiritual journey and in my entire life. Because God never forces himself on me. I have to invite him in. I have to open myself up um, because God's deepest work, you know, has to flow through me and I have to be receptive to that because the changes that were going to take place and continue to take place in my life require a cooperative effort, you know, on my part. God provides the direction if I look for it, if I, if I um, seek him out to see his vision rather than my limited vision, but I contribute the willingness to take the action that's required. And so it was like a, it's, it continues to be a turning inside out, you know, where, um, you know, the pain of my for, former life was obvious because it was in black and white, and yet the, the message of hope and possibility was very clear, that all that damage I had done, the wreckage that I had created, was going to be Eventually, after moving through the steps and completing step nine, I was not going to regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it, and I was going to be able to see how this damage um, and my experience was going to eventually help other people. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks very much, Leah M. Well, the last 35 seconds, I just want to say... Um, that I am so grateful that my creator wants all of me, the good and the bad. Because when I saw the bad, how did I see that? When I did that fourth step and saw my part in things, were all a direct result of these character defects, which evidently once had a big part of my life, or maybe I, wouldn't, I thought I wouldn't survive not realizing that now they were the stone on my back weighing me down. We don't have any stones. If we don't want them, we can get rid of them all. So with that, I want to say um, 
thank you for everyone who shared. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. The share ID for today, July 28th, the 7 a.m. meeting, which just completed, is 10,216, 10216. And we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Rachel N.M. please read a vision for you for us? Yes, good morning, everyone. This is Rachel and M. Thank you for the excellent meeting. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.